Welcome to Full Court Press, and I'm Liam Griffin. Andrew, I believe you have been on a special business trip and have some breaking news for us. Yes, I'm Andrew Lambakis. I got back from uh, I got back from it this morning, and I learned something called the Super Bowl is being played tomorrow night. Oh no way! It should be a great game. All right, boys and girls. Today I'm joined by my friend and one of only a few people I know pulling for the Patriots tomorrow, Mr. Andrew Lambakis. You heard that? He said, "Go Pats." I'm liking. I'm liking this episode already. We'll get to all the Super Bowl hoopla in a minute, but we've got NBA trade deadline news to discuss first. And we'll begin with news that broke out early Monday morning. Anthony Davis has demanded a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans, stating that he wants to play for a team consistently competing for a championship. Among the teams interested in rumors of the Lakers, Raptors, Bucks, the Knicks, and maybe the Celtics. But his dad stated yesterday you would never want his son playing there after the whole Isaiah Thomas situation in the summer of 2017. The Celtics can't trade for him until July 1st anyway. Do you see him getting traded by 2 o'clock Thursday? Uh, I don't know. It seems like the Pelicans are not really willing to trade him to the Lakers. And other teams, I'm not sure what other teams would offer for Anthony Davis. I mean, he, the Celtics would all, can't even trade for him because of the... Derek Rose rule, I believe. Yep. The Bucks. The Bucks. Who would they trade? Chris Middleton. I don't know. But Giannis and AD would be a nice duo. Oh, absolutely. The Knicks. I think AD might land there in the off season if he's not traded. He's not a free agent. He's a free agent after twenty twenty. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. He is. So, I personally, as a Celtics fan, hope that he is not traded by the end of Thursday, by 2 o'clock Thursday, because I believe that if we had the opportunity to make an offer for him, we would offer Jalen Brown, probably. I don't think we'd give up Tatum for him. Then, we have still have a whole stash of picks, that one of which can end up turning into a dude named R.J. Barrett, who's currently playing for Duke University right now, and I know that that does not sound light to the New Orleans Pelicans at all. He's a great young player. And we also, we have more pieces too. Let's see, we got Aaron Baines. We have a lot of good pieces that we can trade to. Hopefully he does not get traded. And for that reason, I don't see him really getting traded because whatever his dad said, it's a business and he has to understand that. So I believe the Pelicans are going to wait until the offseason to trade him, if they even decide to trade him. They can always just make him stay there and pull Greg Popovich. Yeah, I think so. Regardless, I think it's safe to say that this news blew up the league. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now we get into a trade that happened Thursday with Chris Tapsporzingis being traded to the Dallas Mavericks along with Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee in exchange for DeAndre Jordan. Wesley Matthews and Dennis Smith Jr. and a, and a draft pick. Liam, who really won this trade? Okay, so the New York Knicks are trying to clear cap space right now, and DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews are both on expiring contracts, so they will both be free agents at the summer, which clears up cap space because Hardaway had a lot of money left on that contract, and they got another. They got a solid young player in Dennis Smith. I know there's been some controversy around him lately, but here's my answer: It's too early to say who won the trade because. It all it is all dependent upon whether or not the New York Knicks can land at least one, maybe even two, 
quality free agents this summer, whether it be Kevin Durant, I don't want to say Kyrie Irving because I don't believe that's going to happen, Clay Thompson, even Boogie Cousins, or even Kawhi Leonard, though, though that statement is unlikely. It depends on whether or not they're going to land, land one or at least two. They're, they're going to have to land two now that Porzingis is gone. Definitely. Kyrie Irving, I really don't, I don't know. I think he might stay a Celtic, dependent Celtic, depending on how far they get in the playoffs. KD, I don't know. He likes to follow where championships can be. And if they get another star, KD might go there. But they had another star, they just traded him. I know. But I think they were doing that to clear cap space, to sign two stars. I mean... And you have to keep in mind, he's 7'3", coming off an ACL tear. We have no idea how he's going to perform. You're right. But not to mention, reports leaked out on Thursday that he probably wouldn't play at all this year. Mm. I really think that he won't play this year, but next year he'll be a star. Him and Luca. Oh my god. That's a duo right there. Mm-hmm. So, who won the trade, Andrew? Just gotta ask before we move on. The Mavericks. The Mavericks? Yeah. I think it's too early to say, but if the Knicks can't land a top free agent, it's another big failure. Now we get into the egregious NFL refereeing from two weeks ago, starting with the AFC, with bad pass interference calls hurting the Patriots, a potentially muffed punt hurting the Chiefs, and a roughing the passer call also hurting the Chiefs. Andrew, do you believe any of these calls had a major impact on the final outcome? Oh no, I'm not talking about the P.I. call. I'm talking about the back calls in the AFC Championship game. Oh, are you talking about the pass interference? I'm talking about the pass interference calls from that the cheat that J.C. Jackson committed on Tyreek Hill. There have been... We'll, we'll get to the Nickel Roby Coleman call. Uh, some of the calls in the AFC Championship game, it was kind of weird. Like, the Tom Brady roughing the passer call, I really don't think that was roughing the passer. I mean, I don't either, to be honest with you, but do you believe that Edelman buffed the punt? No. And it it looked like it, but it didn't happen. And do you think J.C. Jackson committed pass interference? Uh, there are some I questionable think, ones. I think he got away with it. You think he... Okay. Alright, now... Num- so, you think they had a major impact. I strongly disagree. Because the roughing the passer call ended up being an incomplete pass on second and long. And then third and long would have come up. We saw in overtime, the Patriots converted not one, not two, but three crucial third and long plays that led to them winning the game. So, who's to say they would have converted that one in the fourth quarter? Now, that must punt call... That would have been returned for a touchdown. The Chiefs picked Brady off on that position anyway and went on to score, so that doesn't impact the game much. And the pass interference call hurt the Patriots. They won anyway, so none of these calls had a major impact on the game whatsoever. Patriots won it cleanly, not the way the Rams won it. Tell us about that. Yeah, I I, I agree with your points. I mean, you can never beat Brady when he's in the playoffs. I mean... say. 
I mean, yeah, those calls were bad, but none were as bad as the no P.I. call in the Saints-Rams game. If the call had been made, the Saints would have run down the clock and kicked a ship shot to go to the Super Bowl. But the game went into overtime, and Drew Brees got picked, and Greg Zerline kicked a beautiful 57-yard field goal to send the Rams to the big game. Andrew, can Saints fans blame just that one call for the loss? Definitely. That was, like I said, that was the worst call in NFL history. Oh, without a question. I mean, even Madden called it. And I mean, Saints fans were so upset that they, that they sued the NFL. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't really turn out well for them, though. And you saw the highway signs all across New Orleans that said, We were robbed? Mm-hmm. I saw that. I mean, so, the two championship games that Sunday were two of the best football games I've ever seen played. They were they were so much fun to watch. I... And it, I, I was just very much enjoying myself, but the refereeing impartially ruined, ruined the NFC Championship game because if I'm going to make this point right now. If you are an NFL fan, you know deep down the New Orleans Saints should be in the Super Bowl and the LA Rams should not. So if you are a true NFL fan, you will root for the New England Patriots Sunday because you know it should be the Saints and the Patriots, not the Rams and the Patriots. That's all I have to say about that. Yep, it really should be. Oh, what a tough time for New Orleans, though. First that, and then Anthony Davis. We now get into Roger Goodell's reaction and how he addressed the call, stating that we understand how Saints fans feel, and we will look again at the play. Is this enough for Saints fans, Andrew, at all? Probably not. I mean, the Saints fans really wanted the game to be... Uh played again, but I really don't think that's a plausible idea. But Roger Goodell could do more. I'm not really sure. Oh, we could do so much more. I mean, there's that rule people have been talking about. I don't know exactly what it is. That the commissioner has the right to change a call. He's done nothing about that yet. So, So, what this is telling me is that Roger Goodell is dumber than a bloody video game, which is all programming. It's all programming. So, if you can be, if you're beaten by a computer, if you're dumber than a computer could, I don't know why you're still commissioner. I mean, he's done some pretty questionable things. I mean, you see him get booed every night or every draft night. I'd be, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets booed at the honor show tonight by any fans that may be there. Albeit there probably won't be any since it's mostly players. But it's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. I mean. He's one of the only and the only commissioner I have respect for right now is Rob Manfred. Adam Silver letting all this super team bonanza happen, and now Roger Goodell. I I haven't liked Roger Goodell for a while because I, of the late gate, which was fake news. No one's liked Goodell, especially especially us Patriots fans. For sure. All right, it's time now for a Super Bowl edition of In Your Shoes, and we'll start with this. If you are Rams running back Todd Gurley, how do you respond after a not-so-great NFC Championship game? Excuse me. You stick it to the Patriots. You just run for 100 yards. Two touchdowns. That's what you have to do. Okay, but the Patriots seem to have a, a way of taking away your greatest strength. And for the Rams, Gurley is probably their greatest strength. They were able to effectively neutralize Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill two weeks ago and... They had the Chiefs and the Patriots made Sammy Watkins and 
that other KC running back, I'm blanking on his name right now, beat them. So that's what the. I don't think there's going to be much Gurley can do, but I'm still going to give my all. Definitely. Next up, if you're a Patriots, if you're Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski, do you retire if you win? I I do whatever Brady does. If Brady stays, I stay. If Brady retires, I retire. Because I believe there were some reports about a week ago saying that Gronk that saying that Gronk state saying that Gronk stated that he will not catch passes from anyone not named Brady. So I believe that Gronk will follow Brady. If Brady stays, Gronk stays. If Gronk goes. Brady. If Brady goes, Gronk goes. Oh, yeah. I, I would be saddening as a Patriots fan if they both left. Oh, absolutely. I think, I, I don't know. If Gronk wins, he stays. If he loses, he stays. Oh, you don't maybe, think he's retiring? Maybe just, maybe just one more year out of Gronk and like two more years out of Brady. Oh, people have been saying that this year was generous. All right, anyway, well, next up, if you're Rams cornerback Nickel Roby Coleman, do you have any regrets to the comments you made about Tom Brady being old and not having it anymore? And you made these comments earlier in the week. No. No regrets. You know what? you got to talk trash sometimes. He probably doesn't mean it because obviously oh, sure. Brady, Brady made it to the Super Bowl and he obviously has it. So it's probably just trash talk. Nothing much to it. Hey, well, this is dumb. Why do you trash talk Tom Brady? I mean, you saw how engaged he was going into the, um, uh, as they were at their send-off. He was trying to get the crowd into it, yelling, we're still here. But it's just flat-out dumb for Roby Coleman to do that because now Tom Brady is very motivated and he's going to try and pick you apart from the opening snap. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Roby Coleman gets matched up or if the Patriots... Figure out a way to match up Edelman with Roby Coleman, and I would love to see Brady pick that dude apart. Definitely. Last one. If you're Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, are you worried about Sean McVay's strategy against the Patriots? This is a tough question because I have never really given into the whole head coaching stuff, any sports across the show. I'm. It's hard to say because both of these guys are tremendous. Tremendous, tremendous coaches, and they will be for many, many years. People will remember them as great coaches. McVay is 33 years old. He's coaching in the Super Bowl for the first time against the greatest, arguably the greatest head coach of all time. I mean, not named Lombardi in my opinion. So, if I'm Belichick, I'm just doing my thing. I'm gonna try and throw. I'm gonna try and throw them all from the early going because I'm not sure if Sean McVay is gonna be able to handle the pressure. Of this big a game. If I'm Belichick, I'm not worried at all. If I'm Bill Belichick, I am not worried about Tom Brady at all. This dude has been to seven Super Bowls, I believe. Eight. Going on nine. He's going on to his ninth, I believe, now. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. No way that Tom Brady should be worried, nor should Bill Belichick be worried. If you've been to eight Super Bowls, you have enough experience. And that's more than any, like, most teams have been to. It's, it's more than a bunch of teams have been to. Uh-huh. Alright, well, I think it's safe to say that neither of us are too worried about Belichick being outcoached by McVay. 
And with that, it is time for a special Super Bowl history lesson. Five years ago today, February 2nd, was Super Bowl 48, when the Seattle Seahawks thrashed Peyton Manning and the Broncos 43-8, one of the biggest blowouts in Super Bowl history. Linebacker Malcolm Smith was named MVP. 17 years ago tomorrow, February 3rd, the Patriots and the Rams met in the Super Bowl in New Orleans, with the Patriots winning 20-17. to It was Tom Brady's first season as a starter, and, and could this Super Bowl end up being his last meeting with the Rams in the Super Bowl? 12 years ago Monday, February 4th, was Super Bowl 41 between the Colts and the Bears. Despite Devin Hester's, Hester's opening kickoff return, Peyton Manning went on to win his first of two Super Bowls. Two years ago today, February 5th. Tuesday, February 5th. Oh, two years ago today, Tuesday, February 5th, <laughs> was Tom Brady's most recent was was Tom Brady's most recent Super Bowl win, Super Bowl 51. The Patriots back rally back from a 28-3 deficit and stunned the Falcons in overtime. 34-28 was the final. Eight years ago, Wednesday, February 6th, was Super Bowl 45 between the Packers and Steelers in Dallas. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers denied the Steelers franchise of their seventh Super Bowl title, winning 31-25. Last one, nine years ago today, Thursday, February 7th, Drew Brees denied Peyton Manning of a second ring as the Saints upset the Colts 31-17 behind Tracy Porter's clutch pick six. <clears throat> as the Colts were driving to tie the game. Alright, the show's almost over, and it's really almost over. We've got a quick who you got for you today, and I think it's obvious what it is. Who you got winning Super Bowl 53 tomorrow? The Rams or the Patriots, and what's this final score? Tom, Tom Brady and the boys, of course. Score, 31-17. Ooh, two-score game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a great game throughout. My final score... 31-27. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, it should be a great game tomorrow. Super Bowl 53 starts on CBS at 5.30 Central Time tomorrow night. And there will be coverage on ESPN, NFL Network, and CBS throughout the day. And with that, that's all we have for... That's all we have today, boys and girls. I'm Angel Lambakis. I'm Liam Griffin. I'd like to thank Andrew for being my guest today, and thank you for tuning in. Be sure to give this podcast a follow on Instagram at Podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please DM the podcast or contact me. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week.